0: Oh my goodness, we're back for another episode? It's only been, it hasn't been 24 hours. We're not back, I'm back. Simply Amazing Podcast, Tim Ryder, Taryn is not with us, short notice, and our professional friend, uh, hey, you know, these things happen on short notice. So, we're going to give a quick breakdown because we did get some Mets news on, uh, oh, I don't know, about dinner time, Eastern, on... uh, on Wednesday night, I believe Mark Feinsand of MLB.com was the first to give us the information. Uh, the Mets have come to an agreement with former Yankees right-hander Luis Severino uh, on a one-year deal, 13 million first reported, um, uh, the money was first reported, excuse me, by Jeff Pas- uh, Passan, ESPN, um, my initial reaction, I think this is a home run for the Mets. One, um... A change of scenery is good for anybody, um, especially somebody with talent. And we've seen Severino's talent. We'll talk about that in a second. He's dealt with a lot of injury issues. Um, Tommy John struggled to get back to himself after that. Um, Well, actually, he looked a lot better uh, than he did in 2023. In 2022, he looked much, much better. Uh, Almost looked like he was back to being himself again despite missing some time. But we'll get into all that. Uh, The Mets needed starting pitching and they went and added some starting pitching. I think that's a very, very smart move. And at $13 million, um, you know, when if you're able to sign a, a viable free agent option, especially a starting pitcher, and bringing them in at less than the qualifying offer uh, considerably less than the qualifying offer, you know that's a that's a, a win any way you want to cut it up. Um, that this is a good thing for the Mets. You're going to add depth. Uh, just hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he can be productive. But you know, I, I think this. I mean, risk aside. I mean, of course, it's not a minor league deal, so there's going to be some risk involved. But you know, 13 million compared to you know what were they what what were they have been paying. Carlos Carrasco this year. I think they had him pegged for 15 million if they didn't uh, opt in, if if they didn't decide to uh to to take him up on the option. I believe that was a team option. Um you know, this is going to be I think uh, 13 million. Well, I don't want to say well spent, but a risk well placed. Um you know, Severino's 29, he certainly had a great deal of success in the majors. Uh, it's been a couple of years since he hit that, that, that previous peak, but again, he's a lot has gone on health wise since then. So I really don't think you can put a whole lot of stock into, uh, where he is right now or what the type of year he's coming off of. Let's talk about 2023 first, and we'll kind of work our way back from there. So last year, Severino struggled, so of course you know fans. Oh, the Mets got Severino. Let's look at his stats, and oof, (laughs) it's not a pretty sight. Um, You know, compared to where Severino once was, which you know your 2017, 2018. um, I have stats here actually; those two seasons combined, he uh, started 30. uh, Excuse me, 63 games. 384 and two-thirds innings. This is between 2017 and 2018. Had a 3.18 ERA over that span. 11.0 FWAR over that span. Five and change per season. 10.53 strikeouts per nine. 2.27 walks per nine. And under a home run per nine. 0.94. That was from over uh, two seasons. 2017 to 2018. This was ace-level stuff. You know, not winning any Cy Young awards, but... um, top-of-the-rotation type stuff. Injuries hit, Tommy John, the comeback from that. um, I think just, again, I don't pay that close attention to the Yankees, but um, seeing Severino come back and and show shades of himself at times, you know, that's what has me kind of with my hopes up regarding this deal. You know, if you look back, even just – to last season, he was not the same pitcher. He took a considerable step back. Um, you know, look at 2022. 2022, 3.180 ERA, 3.7 fielding independent. Um, just a shade under 10 strikeouts per nine, 9.88, 2.65 walks per nine, 1.24 home runs per nine, <laughs> a 237 BABIP, which is absolutely not sustainable. And uh, things actually, you know, came crashing down um, to a pretty strong extent in 2023, uh, 6.65 ERA overnight, uh, 18 appearances, 18 starts, 19 appearances, 19 starts and 19 appearances in 2022. But really 2023, just things came crashing down, uh, ERA ballooned to 6.65, uh, strikeouts per nine dropped to under eight, 7.96, uh, walks Really just skyrocketed 3.43. Home runs were up 2.32 per nine. Uh, and the and the babbit again it, <laughs> it ballooned would be an understatement. He went from 237 BABIP in uh 2022, which of course batting average on balls in play that jumped up to 343 in 20, uh, 2023. Um, unsustainable, just uh, probably just as unsustainable as. 237 was <laughs> over uh over 2022 but you know I think if you look at his repertoire during that time and, and the pitches that he throws and what he's able to do with these pitches I mean even if you go back to his two years in 2017 20, 2018 his combined babbitt for those years is 293 that's a sustainable value that's saying okay well this is pretty much in line and he's still putting up you know right around a 3 ERA 10 strikeouts, two walks, a homer, a nine. Like, these are all things that you want to see in a picture. And granted, this is five years ago with a lot of injuries in between, a lot of ups and downs in between. But if you're looking at Luis Severino today, and we're going to go ahead and pop up StatCast, because if we look at what he's done in recent years, just with his repertoire, um, when he returned, and he's been leaning on the four-seam changeup, slider, cutter, sinker, pretty much his whole career. Uh, I think the slider and change-up have kind of swapped in his frequency. Um, he goes to the change-up more often. Of course, the four-seamer leads the way. But if you look at, and then this is 19 starts in 2022 after kind of coming back, you know, he was there. The numbers say he was there, 3.180 ERA. We already went through all, all the stats, but his foreseem was up to 96.3 miles per hour, which is right on par with where it was before before the elbow injury. Foreseem was getting a 186 batting average against, a 377 slugging against. Very impressive. That'll work in any, <laughs> in any walk of life, uh, walk of uh, baseball life, I should say changeup was 235 batting average against 365 slugging. He had a 31.1% whiff rate on his changeup in 2022. That's got, you know, I don't even have to look at, at pitch tracking. That's got movement. That thing is dropping, that thing is dipping. Um if he's got his changeup working, I think it almost feels like that ties everything else together. But, you know, we'll get to 2023 when things were absolutely not tied together in a second. His slider in 2022 169 batting average against 313 slugging against 41.7 percent with things were clicking for Luis Severino and this is 18 months ago I I think that 13 million for this sort of upside is a huge 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 deal um you know again risk involved and we'll see exactly why <laughs> if there's risk involved uh, when we look at his his 2023 numbers in a second but you know if you got batting average against on you Four pitches, and we didn't get to his cutter, which in 2022 had a 192 batting average against, 308 slugging against. If he's tying all these things together, didn't really throw a sinker in 2022, but used it a little bit more last year. Didn't really get much out of it. It was actually, I shouldn't say that. We'll get to that. But um, things were clicking for Severino just, you know, a season, two seasons ago. Um, Last year. Didn't lose anything on his fastball. Actually, his average on his fastball went up um, from 96.3 miles per hour to 96.5 miles per hour. <laughs> but his batting average against last year on the four seam was 353. That's just, you can't, that's not going to do. Um, hopefully, when the Mets made the decision to bring him in, they said, okay, we saw something going on here. We didn't like it. We can fix this great i think they have the perfect person in charge or at least in charge of their pitching staff in jeremy hefner um to instill a new blueprint for severino and a new blueprint for his success um you know with all the video scouting that's available and all of the just massive amounts of intelligence in these scouting departments i think picking up someone's um Issues, especially pitcher, whether it's mechanics, whether it's grip, whether it's, you know, you move your fingers over an inch or put a little more pressure on one finger and you literally have a different pitch. If teams are able to harness that via, you know, the the, the frames per second, the, 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 you know, the many frames per second video, Rapsodos and all that stuff, that's huge. If they have a guy with Severino's talent or anyone with that sort of ceiling, that's definitely still there he's 29 years old despite what he went through last year and really everything was so down last year the four scene we talked about the change up 279 batting average against sliders 28 uh, 280 batting average against his whiff rate dropped to 25 percent in a slider 15 percent he dropped in a year clearly something was out of whack if the Mets are confident that they can get him back to even somewhere in the in between 2022 and 2023, that's huge. That's a huge, huge, huge pickup. Even if you're pegging him in at the back of the rotation, which you can't really do much more than peg him into the back of the rotation right now because, you know, penciling him into the middle of the rotation, um, you know, that's where's your evidence to, to base that upon? If you're bringing in 2017, 2018 Severino, yeah, you got him lined up for a number two spot. At this point in his career, coming off the season he just had, no, I can't imagine you got him higher than anywhere in the four area right now, maybe even five, and let him work his way up. But if he's really got himself clicking again, and if you don't got to go back to, 28, 20, uh, to 2017, 2018. You can look back to 2022 and say, if this guy is going to come in and be a 3.1 pitch uh, ERA pitcher with very respectable Extremely respectable, if not impressive, outlying um, outlier. uh, Excuse me, (laughs) uh, peripheral type stats. Whether it's Ks per nine, walks per nine, what he's getting on each individual pitch. Everything across the board was very, very impressive. If you're getting that, even even a step one step down from that for 13 million for one year, one the players motivated to turn this to parlay this into a into a, a big deal into a multi-year deal. He'll be 30 at the end of this season. He's absolutely, if he pitches well this year, he's going to be, I don't want to say, you know, in demand, but sought after without a doubt. Um, and if the Mets can turn this turn Severino, his one-year $13 million, into any sort of foundation for what has turned into, like, a ravaged rotation. I mean, we just talked on yesterday's show about um, the options across – the starting rotation, and you know you got Quintana, you got Senga, um, you won't have Peterson back for a while. You'll have McGill in the mix. You will have Lucchese in the mix, but you know these are all depth guys. Uh, not a knock on any of them. You would love to have any of them in the five hole, and you just don't want to populate an entire rotation of these guys. And I think that adding, um, adding Severino, even right now penciled into the top three behind, uh, penciled you know behind Senga and and Quintana. With more moves to come, that's fine by me, man. You have to imagine they make another Severino-type move, you know, a reasonably high upside with not too much financial risk tied to it. Um, Maybe even go across a two-, three-year deal for somebody and see if they really can't, you know, get the most out of someone who's in that window. Uh, I would, you know, shoot. I, I would, we talked about Jack Flaherty on the show yesterday. That's absolutely someone who's coming off of such 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 a low point in his career. I think a what even a, if I doubt a minor league deal would do it, but a one year deal to see if he has it and it would come in certainly come in less than 13 million for Jack Flaherty. I'm thinking it would come in around 10. Um these are all options that could certainly fit in whether they work or not. You're coughing up 10 million for someone who's not a prospect who might make it. This is these are guys who had success in the majors not too long ago, um, fell on some hard times, and you know everybody deserves a second chance. I think right now this in this era of Mets baseball, where they are in twenty twenty heading into twenty twenty four, they'll have to add a couple of these types of guys, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Would I still love to see them go out and really, really chase after um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Of course. That's my guy. We talked about him. Please turn on yesterday's episode. It was, <laughs> we probably spent a solid 10 minutes on Yamamoto. Um, he's going to have, comp- the Mets are going to have competition, but boy, if you can get him in there, him and Sanga is a one, two and bring in a three and then sliding Quintana Severino into four five, boom, you, you have a rotation. Even if you can't pull off Yamamoto and you can just bring in a solid two and, you know, we could debate about who that two might be push Quintana, Quintana down, push Severino down, maybe add another wild card in there, someone who could possibly show a little upside, bubble up, show a little ceiling. Um, Then you still have McGill, you still have Lucchese, you'll have Peterson coming back later in the year. It, plenty of ways to go with this, and I think that Severino, at least for right now, it's a smart move, it's a wise move, and it's it's a good first move, especially when starting pitching was such a, a glaring need heading into the offseason. I mean, there's still a lot of work to do in other areas, the bullpen. You gotta add some you certainly gotta add some some position player depth. You gotta probably look for a full time DH, which they've never really had. Um by the way, many episodes coming, uh, we're gonna touch on all these things, but you know, there's gonna be a lot of stuff flying around and and <laughs> whether it's rumors or reports or just ideas that really gain steam, I mean it's all great. But I guess as fans, and even just as, you know, I don't want to call myself, media, I'm not media, <laughs> but I'm, um, you know, a blogger with a podcast. Yeah, I'm a blogger with a podcast. You know, I think we all, all of us, from the media people down to fans, we all have to be very, very wary of, of buying into too much hype, you know, as we saw today, <clears throat> excuse me, there's always going to be oh look there's some smoke and there's some fire you know we could see a bunch of reports flying around about this guy's available that guy's available it's either posturing agent talk or just people trying to make a name for themselves on social media you're going to hear it from the big dogs when it comes out whether it's Feinstein passing Rosenthal Heyman, whatever you know who the who the the main players are my best advice If you wait for those people. Nobody was talking about Severino, and then Tank comes out, and Severino. So, you know, I think taking everything with a grain of salt this time of year is smart. And then when it comes in, then we can analyze. You look at Luis Severino, I- I'm again, my initial reaction, you can look on Twitter, was, I don't hate this. I'm still in that boat. I do not hate this. I had some people kind of barking at me in the beginning, and then, you know, after like 10 minutes, the narrative kind of did switch to okay, this isn't so bad. Once money came out, I think everyone took a nice deep breath and said, okay, this ain't so bad. I was expecting very, very short term. I was expecting low money, very much a prove it deal. And I think that's what the Mets got. And I think it's a smart move. I think Stearns knew what he was doing. I'm sure that Severino's very much looking forward to uh, a clean slate. You have to be, and you're still doing it in New York. And you're not, you know, you don't got to pick up and leave the country, leave, leave the state and leave the, the region. You know, you're still probably living in the same house for the next year. That's, you know, it's a level of, of comfort and familiarity, and it's also a a new start. That's got to be exciting. I'm happy for, I'm happy for the Mets, happy for us as fans. Again, it's a, it's a really exciting first step in what should be a, a very wild offseason. Uh, this was just a very brief episode. I don't even know if we're going to have a commercial break. If Andrew squeezed one in, awesome. That's my guy. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, if we have any more reasons for emergency pods, shoot, I guess we'll have some more by then, too. Um, hopefully should have some words cooking up on the apple. Um, again, I talked about it quickly yesterday. Uh the Queens Baseball Convention is this Saturday. Doors open at 10 a.m. That's at the Sheridan Four Points in Flushing. Go ahead and Google that. You can get tickets at the door. Uh, Billy Wagner's going to be there. Uh, Cliff Lloyd's going to be there. Terry Collins is going to be there. There's people signing autographs. I think John Franco's going to be there. Uh, there's panels all day. SNY's got panels. Uh, I think the Mets Pod's going to do something. I'm on the state of the Mets pod. That's my buddy, Mark Healy. Um, It's going to be myself, Anthony Rivera from the uh, Subway to Shea podcast, John Minkong, former uh, Mets farmhand. I think he runs Brella sports these days. He's going to be on the, uh, on the, on the dais there. I think it's going to be a really, really fun day. It always is every single year. Uh, You know, I can't express how appreciative I am to be asked back. Um, As you guys know, I mean, I put it up on Twitter today. You know, it's been a solid third of a calendar year since we've been back. Now we're back with two episodes. There's Mets news coming. I'm feeling inspired again. I hope, I'm I'm just glad, I guess appreciative that you guys are along for the ride, appreciative for uh, the support we get. And um, yeah, Taryn and I will be back next week. I might be back sooner if we have more stuff to talk about. But until then, it's LFGM. Uh, Everybody have a great rest of your week and we shall talk soon. Peace.